Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go, people. Welcome in uh, to the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. Uh, he is Dane Martinez. As we get ready for a Thursday here, January 23rd, we got plenty, and I mean uh, plenty, ahead of us here, including some football just three days away in the Pro Bowl, 10 days away from the Super Bowl, and uh, somewhere sandwiched in between 56 college basketball games tonight. Three uh, NBA games, and oh yeah, there's going to be an NHL All-Star game too this week. So plenty uh, going on in the world of sports. We've got even more baseball news uh, for you. we got uh, NFL news outside of uh, those teams that are going to be battling here uh, up the road in uh, Miami. So plenty of excitement uh, around in the sports world, certainly the sports betting world. And uh, I don't think you have to look any further. Uh, guys, then uh, then look at what happened last night with the uh, it, it's been a while. We, we've been waiting for it. Uh, but the uh, the Zion Williamson era, would it go according to plan? Uh, guys in New Orleans have been waiting for it. But I will say this. Interesting enough. There were actually more tickets sold when Anthony Davis returned from the Lakers in New Orleans than there were last night for the debut. And they've been pumping this debut now for a while. Uh, but there were uh, less tickets sold last night. More empty seats in the building with the idea of, all right, let's go check out uh, Zion and uh, see how it goes. But I can uh, assure you this. Um, those seats will uh, will no longer be uh, will no longer be vacant after the display of Zion Williamson last night's. Here's a lob to Zion, and he finishes over DeRozan. Five straight for the rookie. Here's Zion for three. Hit it again. They want Zion to get it. Here he is. And Pirtle blocked it. Zion gets it back and finishes. Ten points in just over a minute for Zion Williamson. By far his best stretch of the night. Gets it back. Here he is again. Got it again. And Alvin Gentry over at the bench, frustrated, gets it back. Zion for four for four! Welcome to the NBA! Yeah, it took him all of about uh, three quarters to figure out how to dominate uh, the league here. And uh, the stunned look by not only uh, San Antonio Spurs uh, fan, uh, players, who they didn't know what the hell to expect from him. They just kind of let him hang out at the top of the key, not once, not twice. Four times, uh, because who the hell knows? Nobody's ever seen him shoot threes before at Duke. Everything was inside the paint, uh, and it was dominating. And then, of course, uh, the booze came raining in as uh, just when he uh, did enough to be able to get him 17 of his uh, 22 points during that uh, four-minute stretch there in the fourth. Uh, the, the call comes in from the medical staff. Yeah, um, Alvin, get his ass off the court, please. And uh, poor Gentry was just his Facial expression was like, oh, man, come on. Man. He's like, he calls Zion off the court. And he's like, 
oh, dude, you got to go sit down, man. Like, the doctors are calling. But all in all, and they lost the game. But, you know, you, lo- you lose the battle, you win the war. Uh, Zion is here, and uh, if that is any indication of what's, uh, what's about to come, I think uh, New Orleans, those empty seats, Dane, they won't be empty much longer. Yeah, absolutely. Morning, Joe. Let's go degenerates on Make It Rain here. You know, it's like it's like you got a new shiny toy for Christmas, right? And your yeah. mom and dad are like, no, nope, back to the dinner table. You got to put it away. You can only play with it for 10 minutes, you know? Um, so absolutely. He, to me, as I look at Zion's stat line, Joe, it's the four for four from three-point land. That's the difference, Joe. Remember, one of the things we have been talking about, or at least I have been saying, is that Zion and his style of game in this 2020 NBA, when you're, you know, uh, a force of nature, but at 6'9 or 6'10, I was worried. We've talked about things like Blake Griffin. Even Mm. LeBron James, how they also had to develop an outside shot. We talk about Ben Simmons all the time, Joe, and how he does not have that part of his game. My big question was, would Zion have that part of the game? Because I think he needs it in this day and age in the NBA. Well, he went four for four from three-point land, Joe. And if he has that, I think, yes, Uh, you know, the seats will be filled regardless. But it may be a smart decision to try to make a run for the playoffs if he can actually have that outside shot as well. Yeah. His recognition, too, uh, was was amazing because he his ability to be able to. And and I think that that combination, guys, uh, you know, it's so funny how things work out. Uh, It's it's amazing. You know, life throws uh, throws a lot of things your way. But. Uh, the Lonzo and uh, Zion combo guys could be one of the most lethal in the NBA because him being able to, and the one thing we've always known about Lonzo is that he's not afraid to make those passes. His vision, his court vision is up on par with Magic Johnson. You know, he doesn't have all the other skills, not a great shooter, but his vision is pretty crazy. And he found Zion last night in a couple of spots. And when Zion got the ball, in his hands, his decision making, no hesitation, his either, you know, picking it up, boom, shooting a three, or recognizing there wasn't another big on the floor, taking it to the hoop. Those types of things, guys, that's that's veteran play. You don't expect that from a 19-year-old kid fresh out of Duke. Hadn't played a game all year. And, you know, goes eight of eleven and he goes four or four from uh from three point range, but more importantly, making the right decisions the right on play. the court. Yeah. And that, to me, is just like, welcome to the NBA, dude. And even yeah. Aldrich and those guys last night were like, yeah, the dude was grooving. Like, you know, welcome. Uh, you know, he was trying to get his feet under him. He wasn't He wasn't trying to do too much, much. Dane. And maybe exactly. that's, that's the best the right part. Play. Yes. And making the right Absolutely. play. Wasn't trying to impress it. You know, we've seen guys in the past that are like, oh, I'm here. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and was just like. The way he's been hyped up, right? It would have been very easy for him to, like, try to put on a show as right. opposed to just playing the right X's and O's basketball. Yep. And that yep. is impressive. Absolutely. Yep. I, I think that combination, guys, is going to be, you know, you throw Brandon Ingram in that uh, in that mix now over yeah. there, and they've got some, uh, they got some pieces in New Orleans. Anthony Davis, who? Ah, I exactly. Great to get some more. I still trade Drew Holiday to get some more. Yeah. More on this really game do. coming up here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Yeah, it was the night of Zion last night in the uh, the NBA as we all finally got to check out what the uh, number one draft pick uh, was all about. And uh, I think what, what many people witnessed was why exactly there was so much hype uh, surrounding him. And at the same time, um, there is no Zion in uh, in college this year, which I also think is why you are starting to see uh, a whole lot of parody uh, surface there in uh, and come March. You're going to see it, too, as it's just about anybody's game. But Zion is uh, certainly looking to have all the tools necessary to compete in a 2020 NBA. Uh, and we witnessed that last night being able to, I mean, hell, four threes. He, he, he already in one game has more threes than Ben Simmons does in his career. So uh, that's number one. Number two You've got a combination of youth on that team with uh, skill sets that, uh, if they operate correctly, if mm-hmm. they uh, if they make some of the uh, some of the right decisions uh, from a front office, yeah, New Orleans going to be okay, man. It's uh, it's the the whole tank job is not going to take too long, and who knows? Uh, I don't know. Next time uh, Anthony Davis starts to come to uh, New Orleans to play a game with the Lakers. Yeah, well, uh, way to go, Anthony. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Thanks very much for moving on uh, because that allowed us to get this man right here, uh, Zion, who also the humbleness of his, Dane, afterwards in some of the press conferences that he did. You know, he talked about what it was like, you know, on his his NBA debut. I mean, just listen to the kid. Yeah, it was everything I dreamed of uh, except for the losing part. Um, Just the energy the crowd brought. Um, the energy of the city brought, um, it was electric and I'm just grateful that they did that. Yeah. Uh, so this is a kid that is not, uh, he's not going to make it all me, 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 I, 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 that's not in him. Uh, the biggest concern I will have with him period is going to be the health. Cause he's a big man who right. is going to have issues with his weight and even yeah. listen, he's not seven foot one. He's not Anthony Davis guy. I mean, he's, he's way more Charles Barkley than he is Anthony Davis. Uh, but, and we all know with Charles and others that have that kind of body and that physique, man, he's going to have some foot problems. You got it. He's got to, that would be the only thing that scares me with him is that he's, while he's got all the tools necessary, sometimes, you know, uh, genetics is cruel like that, where, uh, there could be a lot yeah. more injuries than than somebody else, and that would be unfortunate because it's the. I mean, if you're a if you're a number if you're a five or four or five, you're gonna want to close out on like a, why are you what are you gonna do? You're gonna run out to the top of the key and what? Try to defend the three so he can put it on the floor and blow by your ass, and then you got a guard uh, under the basket that's gonna try and uh, try and stuff like. He's a matchup nightmare if he can hit these threes, which is what we've said with Gian- if Giannis can figure right. out 
and hit threes, he's on he's unguardable. He's just unguardable. And the same thing would say brings that same type of skill set. Just uh, he's a little heavier, uh, shall we say? <laughs> Not <Absolutely. as> physically fit. <laughs> and, and Joe, like that's that's what I've been saying with guys like say Blake Griffin, even right. Remember yes, when Blake no. came out of college? He was a force of nature, the dunk contest <laughs> and all. But we said the same thing until he could develop an outside shot to complete his game. Even LeBron James went into the lab and developed an outside shot. You know what I mean? When you talk about guys like uh, Charles Barkley uh, in terms of comparisons, Joe, I got to be honest. The name that keeps coming up for me when I see this young kid and his explosiveness is Sean Kemp. Okay, that's what comes to me. In term, but did he ever develop an outside game? Did he have issues with pudginess? Yes, a little bit. But I think the point you made earlier is the key, not only for Zion, but for the New Orleans Pelicans, Joe. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson have complementary skill sets, Joe. And if you want to talk about, you know, we've been talking about Luka and KP, right, as the pick and roll for the new generation and all. Well, Lonzo does not need to shoot, right? He's almost Rajon Rondo-like in that way. And he'll fill up the stat sheet. Brandon Ingram is your ascending wing player, right? Um, and then you got Zion who can do their work. I think if the Pelicans do it the right way, they will be set up and primed for, you know, the short-term future. The problem is, what I've heard out of New Orleans, Joe, is that they're going to, like, not worry about the trading deadline and think that they're going to go for it right now, this year. I think that would be short-sighted, Joe, okay? They're not ready yet. Yes, everyone's in love with Zion, but they're not ready to actually contend yet. I know it sounds silly, but what I would do is see if people want Drew Holiday. See if people want, oh, I don't know, an incredible shooter like J.J. Redick. I would continue to accumulate assets and make this be a young place that someone wants to go to, a free agent can go to a year or two down the road, but get more assets. If they get a fourth incredible young stud on the level of Ingram, Zion, and Lonzo, they will be set up for the roaring 20s, Joe. Yeah, the uh, the only problem with that is that um, these NBA teams are owned by billionaire businessmen who uh, care about one thing and one thing only, and uh, that's money. And if yeah. you have an opportunity to have now the hottest ticket in the NBA and you get to extend that uh, for a couple of playoff games along those lines, that's uh, that's merchandise. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of tickets. So I'm still short-sighted, uh, though. That yeah, well, there's a lot of short-sightedness with billionaires uh, because yeah. it's always about one thing with it. It's actually very one-sided with them. They they understand exactly one thing. This is great. We had empty seats in a house with our number one guy, and in just a matter of uh, you know three and a half minutes. Even on the road now, you're good luck getting a ticket to see the New Orleans Pelicans in any city around this country when he comes to town now. He is going to be that kind of it. There's going to be that kind of hype here. And all I wish on the kid is that he stays healthy, that, you know, these types of issues with his knees and his and his feet. And, you know, the, the Barkley comparison is from a body and physique standpoint yeah, more yeah. than anything else, because he is. You know, same type of thing. I mean, Barkley was at his best when he was slimmed down and he lost the weight, but it's hard for some guys. It's hard (laughs) for him, man, because he's got, you know, he's got the athleticism of a dude half his size, but 
you know, he he's going to struggle with that, which is fine. You know, he's only 19 years old, but he's got to kind of work into that. And, you know, he's played half the season on the bench. So it'll be interesting now, I think, as they work him in. And there's obviously a minutes restriction, which is great. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad that the, the medical staff won out last night because he wanted to stay in. Everybody wanted him to stay in. But there really, it was, you know, it was a Wednesday night game against him. There was no reason for you to do anything. Yeah, you want to win. I get it. But you weren't at least short-sighted for the moment and got caught up in it. At least somebody was the adult and said, yeah, because even Gentry was like, I can't. I got to pull him. I can't. Like, he was trying to avoid it at all costs. But, guys, slow slow down. Exactly. Somebody was the adult finally and and said, yeah, he's got to go out, guys. Like, take his ass off the court, please. Can't they do both, Joe? Can't, Can't he be the hottest ticket in town? And they still realize that they're not contending and be a team that's in the lottery. You know what I mean? Like, they've, we've seen this for years. Like, when LeBron was a kid, he was the hottest ticket in town. Before a couple of years, Cleveland wasn't doing anything, and they were still playing for a two-year future. Um, can't they still be the hot ticket even on the road because of Zion? Can't they still sell Pelicans jerseys because of Zion and still decide that the prudent choice is to trade Drew Holiday to the Miami Heat for a draft pick? Isn't that still... Like, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, Joe. You know what I mean? Listen, there's a lot of things they could do. They could they could play him five minutes a night. They could absolutely say we're shutting him down. It's on an innings limit. They're not going to do that. In any way, shape, or form are they going to do that. Not in the NBA. They are not going to give up the fact that, A, they're only three games out of a wild card spot. They could have the number eight seed. And everything that comes along with that. They'll have people talking New Orleans Pelicans from now on, and that's exactly what they want. And as long as his health is there, there won't be any tanking. If something happens to him, then yeah, we'll see about how the uh, the, we'll see about how the uh, we're still going to make a run. We're not trading anything. We'll see how long that lasts. But if he's ready to go, I can't even imagine what the sales room right now in New Orleans is like uh, this morning here with the phone calls about uh, not only this year, put me on the list for next year, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah he he's worth Same. a lot of money, guys. A lot of money to that franchise. <laughs> Don't blow it. Don't blow it. That's Play the long game, people. Yep. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Welcome back in here to the grid as uh, we look to uh, make it rain as uh, as we did, uh, of course, uh, yesterday for you. We'll uh, we'll recap some of those games from tonight. And uh, also remind you that it is time to head over to YouTube and subscribe to our Sports Grid Network. Uh, hit the little bell in the upper right hand corner. Uh, be notified every time we go live. A lot of great stuff coming your way here on the Sports Grid Network. It starts, of course, by having access to it. 
And you can certainly do that uh, at YouTube at the Sports Grid Network. Just subscribe. And as long as you're there, guys, uh, and hang out uh, with us on Instagram, too, is uh, all our uh, all our free plays, all our favorite picks of the day, highlights from all the shows, always posted there at Sports Grid TV on Insta. And if you are looking to uh, maybe itching, you're like, you know what, three days, I got the Pro Bowl, it's 10 days. So just, you know, I'd like to dive in a little too, uh, little on hardwood tonight. Well, you got an opportunity to do so by heading over to DraftKings uh, Sportsbook because here's a great way to go and get yourself a free $500. How's that? Here's what you do. If you are listening right now, head over to DraftKings Sportsbook account, make yourself a deposit, and then go ahead and place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. So the offer is eligible for all users. If you are a new user, even better, you get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. You just got to go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And uh, interesting enough, uh, other news that uh, came out here uh, last night, we learned that the... Uh, the legend, uh, the 16-year, uh, the other Manning, uh, the one uh, with two mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowl rings, taking down Tom, the only guy ever to beat a kryptonite for Belichick and uh, Brady. Uh, Eli is not coming back uh, to the Giants. He's not coming back to the NFL at all. He is calling it a career, and from what I understand, he also is uh, is part of a new um uh, brewing company. So apparently he's got his own line of beer coming out. He's got a whole lot of uh, good stuff coming out afterwards. He's only, what, 39 years old here, guys. So uh, he's made more money than anybody else in the history of the NFL. And now he's got a couple of Super Bowl rings. He's got uh, a 117 and 117 record, as mediocre as it comes. But he will always have this, and this is what separates him because you and I both know, Dane, the uh, the Hall of Fame uh, conversation will happen from here on out. Uh, he is the only, he's one of five guys, just one of five, to have two Super Bowl MVPs, guys. He's got two of, not one, two. Montana, Bart Starr, Tom Brady, Terry Bradshaw, and Eli Manning are the only quarterbacks in the history, the only players in the history of the NFL to have two Super Bowl MVP trophies, of course, uh, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl rings. Anybody can get one, right? This is what Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers uh, will try to play until they're 100 for. You know, one is, uh, it's nice, but to have two and top it off with two MVPs, um, yes. Uh, Say what you want about his 117 and 117 record. He finishes top 10 in just about every statistical category in passing and uh, as a quarterback. Uh, but the reality is the Giants have two Super Bowl trophies in that uh, in that warehouse of theirs in the case because of Eli Manning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm a Jets fan here in New York, but you got to respect Eli Manning, right? Okay. I mean, I think Eli is going to be a very interesting Hall of Fame case on a number of levels, Joe. We just finished the Baseball Hall of Fame discussion, right? But there's the idea of compiler versus, you know, at the peak of the sport. 
There's the idea of regular season play versus what he did in the playoffs and betting on himself and his Super Bowl runs. It has been an incredibly hot topic for over a decade here in New York. I think that at the end of the day, you have to recognize that he got the New York Giants two Super Bowl victories with two iconic kind of memorable NFL films of all time plays. And it'd be very, very hard to not to tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning. And so ultimately, I do believe he is a Hall of Famer. A lot of people here in New York, Joe, are also talking about right off the heels of Derek Jeter and how he did everything the right way. You know, everyone talks about Eli and his aw shucks face, right? But for 16 years, he was a professional model day in, day out of a franchise quarterback. So, you know... It's one of those things where I think he will be even more and more respected as time goes on and as people realize that, you know, they had stability for a decade and a half. And in the NFL, that is very hard to come by. Yeah, they did, Dan. And they, um, uh, you know, it's he also did it. And a lot of people don't talk about it, but he also did it to much in the shadow of his brother. And oh, yeah. which is never an easy. I mean, think about that, guys. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, how hard it is to be your own man in the NFL to begin with your own situation. Imagine all of the comparisons his entire life uh, right. with Peyton. Right. Peyton was the personality. Peyton was the larger than life figure. You know, Peyton was the guy that was going to win all the Super Bowls, not Eli. It was Peyton. And, you know, he lived his entire, you know, career, his all athletic career, really to much extent, in the shadow of his brother. And to be able to do it the way he did it, um, and like you said, the right way in the biggest city, on the biggest platform, uh, you know, he wins one day, and you you can have a conversation about, well, you know, know, everyone gets lucky once, right? Right. The dude's got two. Two, And two of exactly the same way. Team is down in the biggest game, on the biggest stage, against the the greatest franchise coach quarterback combo ever. Not once guys, twice. He does it the same exact way late in the game when you needed a much like Jeter, right? Like when you needed a guy, you needed a hit, you needed to, he was the guy you looked to. And for the giants, it was Eli, but to do it in the shadow of Peyton for 16 years. And even before that is just to me, that's, that's astonishing because a lot of guys, a lot of guys would have crumbled with that under under Big Brother's shadow. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, Peyton has all the records, but yep. Eli has twice as many Super Bowls as That's his cool. older brother. And, you know, yep. you ask those guys what they play for, <clears throat> it ain't the statistical records, all right? So yep. Eli is doing just fine. And Eli has kind of carved out his own persona. And I think that later in his career – You know, people kind of grew to love Eli's persona and he kind of started to loosen up and have fun with it himself. I mean, we talked about this. Eli has, I believe, hosted Saturday Night Live. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's. That's no, uh, there's not many football players that can say that. So you had to have some level of personality. Um, and I just think the consistency, I think the brand representation is yes. a big deal for Eli. And Joe, you remember early in Eli Manning's career when guys like Jeremy Shockey and Tiki Barber, you know, were kind of not allowing him to, in essence, be the leader of this team? You know, and there was questions about that early on, but they cleared out 
you know, uh, got Shockey out of there, got Tiki and his fumbling out of there and really allowed Eli Manning to grab the mantelpiece and be the face of the franchise. And, you know, the Mara family is absolutely glad that he did. And I'll say this. Shout to Archie Manning, right, yes. for, for forcing this trade. If you remember, let's go all the way back, right? Remember, mm-hmm. John Elway forced the trade when he was in the draft in, like, 83. The Mannings were playing hardball. Okay, if you remember, Joe, we got to go back. We've discussed it once before. I think it was Eli, and then on the other side, it was LaDainian Tomlinson, and they grabbed Drew Brees in the second round. And it was the Manning family who and Archie who forced that, right? He was like, no, he ain't going to San Diego. They don't want to deal with the Spanos family. We're going to force a trade, and he wound up bright lights, big city, and he was big enough to handle it. Perfect for New York. Perfect because the city wasn't too big for him. He was not going to be a guy that was going to get swallowed up um, because he was living in the shadow of Peyton anyway, guys. So he was that New York was not going to be uh, anything different. You know, it was Peyton's the funny guy. Peyton's doing all the commercials. Meanwhile, Eli's the guy that didn't mind taking a step back. But like you said, carved out his own path and that is incredibly difficult to do when everybody is comparing you to your older brother it's a it's a rough and he did it his dad was a pro bowl quarterback too yeah yeah exactly yeah it's they probably were in the shadow of his dad living in new orleans with his dad as the starting quarterback not easy to do guys not easy to do man it's hard enough the pressure it brings you but the pressure of trying to live up to expectations there because your brother's doing it is tough, uh, tough to do. And by the way, Peyton too. I mean, listen, you got four Super Bowls between the pay and I'm going down in maybe the greatest football family ever. Um, You got four Super Bowls. You got three Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, I think what a five altogether. They were in Peyton lost one. So uh, yeah, I mean, you've got, think about that five Super Bowls, four wins, three MVPs. I don't think his father was his father was uh, stuck in New Orleans, uh, the same, right? Like the eight with bags on his head in the seventies. Yeah, at right, that right, point. right. Yeah, both, yeah. They but, grew up in New Orleans, both Peyton and Eli. Peyton, that's I mean, Eli a going great football dynasty. Yeah. Fan. I don't. I'm trying to think of another football family that has been that I accomplished. Got, I got one for you, but it's not at premier positions. Who's that? Uh, the Matthews. Family. Oh, good point. Very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Old lineman. It's a different kind of prestige. Play and absolutely. Yep. Yep. Good, Play good and call. The kids now. Um, yep. That's the Watt family, but that's the still Watt is family is, is up there now. Absolutely. Good call. Yep. Yeah. Jay. Oh, the Boses are getting there. Yep. Going underneath his brother's shadow as well, right? TJ could yep. be a defensive player of the year. Under the shadow of his brother, JJ, would be interesting. But, I mean, the Matthews with Matthews. Oh, yeah. The greatest offensive lineman ever. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Kid with the Falcons right now. Yep. So, it's, uh, yeah, they'll go down. But uh, kudos. It's been a great career and uh, $250 million in football contracts. Tip of the cap there, uh, Eli. You did it your way like Sinatra wanted you to. So, enjoy. More headlines. Antonio Brown making news next on The Grid. Sports Grid. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. And now the end is near. Yes, Eli. So I face Okay, Frankie. Nice gonna go old Sinatra. Love it there. Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Way to go, Pavona. Very nice. Uh, he did it his way. He certainly did for 16 years. Uh, now he's going like to have... walk his dog in Hoboken. Just end of... <laughs> Yeah, he's got his own uh, brewery coming out. So good for Eli. Uh, $250 million uh, plus endorsement money. I think he can afford uh, a brewery. And uh, somebody else... Memorabilia is... too, right? Yeah. Remember that? The, like, yeah. him signing the stuff. Yeah, he's got a few bucks uh, stashed away, so so uh, another good thing that uh, him and his uh, brother did. I would not at all be surprised uh, if you if we are talking NFL ownership down the road for these uh, Manning brothers in some way, shape, or form. Certainly, Peyton uh, never struck me as a guy that ever wanted to. Uh, I know people said GM, but uh, Peyton's not a guy that. He wants to. Oh, he he's going to tell people what to do. Peyton ain't going to. Peyton ain't going to answer to anybody, guys. Trust me on that. So uh, he is a guy that wants to uh, own, and that will, I think, uh, it's why he's avoided the AB. You know, the Monday Night Football gig. Like he, he is not a guy. I think it was Reggie Wayne. I heard an interview with uh, Reggie Wayne, um, and he had uh, he was funny about it because people are like, hey, you know, maybe he could become a GM, maybe Earthsick, and he's like. Peyton? He's like, no, no. Peyton, Peyton's not a guy that takes orders from any, like he doesn't answer to anybody. Peyton is going to be in, Peyton is always thinking owner. He's not, you know, he, he doesn't want to be the GM. He don't want to have to answer to no, no. He is the, he is the guy that you will answer to. So uh, it's just who Peyton is in between, uh, you know, teabagging people. Uh, speaking of owners, uh, this happened yesterday as well. The Raiders were born in Oakland and played 13 seasons in LA. Both cities will always be part of our DNA. But we are now the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep, owner Mark Davis yesterday. It's official, guys. Uh, Welcome uh, to Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, will forever be known moving forward. That's it. The LV Raiders, baby. It's happening. Uh, The move made official yesterday. They are the Las Vegas Raiders. It's the fourth time the team's name has changed, by the way. Yeah, it went really. from Oakland to L.A. to Oakland, now to Vegas. And, uh, of course, uh, they uh, approved the owner. I believe uh, the stadium is certainly ready to rock and roll. Uh, should be in another month or so, too. They are anticipating uh, it should be ready to do this. But Nevada ended up kicking off a $750 million investment to go ahead and get that monstrosity built. Uh, and it really was a no brainer guys. I know a lot of people are going to be upset, uh, certainly in the Bay area in Oakland, but, uh, it really became a no brainer at that point when you continue to look at the other stadiums around the NFL and, you know, the playing on a baseball field, it just, none of it made any sense anymore. It was great for what it was, but that spaceship looking like a monstrosity, Dane, I've, uh, 
I talked to a few guys there that uh, that drive by it every day is that as it was being built, yeah. and it's it's it really is breathtaking. Even there, I mean, they've been watching it being built, and even they're like, it's just it's unlike anything you've ever you've ever seen before. And they don't do anything small scale in Vegas anyway, so I imagine. Uh, it's going to be, I, I can't wait for the opening. I, I really can't. I can't wait to see what this is going. I can't wait. We all got to go. Uh, we got to go out there at one point and go catch a uh, a Raiders game because that's going to yep. be some stadium. And that might just be a favorite stadium of a lot of people moving forward. Well, listen, the thing is also they built it that way because I believe it will be a destination for road fans, sure. right? When you see the right. schedule come out and if your team is playing at Vegas, that's a reason for a trip. Joe, a, one of the lovely young ladies that I was talking to last weekend at my bachelor party, um, let's just say she was in from Vegas and, um, was, yeah, and was also telling me about how that stadium looked and how kind of uh, how futuristic uh, it was and that it was, in fact, getting ready. Um, so they don't do anything small in Vegas. And here's the thing. Also, I saw something recently. You know, the, the draft this year. We'll be in Vegas, Joe, Um, which could be another reason for us to do a little remote show out there, right? Get what our guy Teddy covers and all that stuff. Um, But did you hear, Joe, that they are going to do part of it at the fountain at the Bellagio and the draft picks are going to, like, come up there by boat at the Bellagio fountain? All I'm saying is they ain't doing it small in Las Vegas. I checked the schedule right away because I knew we had the Raiders on the schedule this year, we being Mm -hmm. the Jets. But no. It's at home. It's in New York. It's at home. Yeah, I know. It's in New York. I will say this, though. There is one team that we all know and love that plays at Las Vegas. Mr. Gabe Morency will be very happy. The Buffalo Bills are out there this year, Joe. Yes. Yes, they are. Uh, It's going to be fun. And listen, there's still a lot of intrigue around what the Raiders are going to do here. Who's that quarterback going to be? This offseason guy come March, you know, and everyone can declare for free agency and the signing is open. You and I both know there was Cam Newton would look good in that uniform. There's a couple of dudes that, you know, and that and we don't talk about it. But what what happens now to Derek Carr, if that's the case? Um, Yeah, the merry-go-round will go. But. Uh, love it in Vegas. It's definitely going to be fun for uh, for folks out there. Everyone else gets a new. I, and the only thing I think that compared to it is whatever they're building in Inglewood down there for the Chargers LA. and for the Rams. I I would imagine Dane that that is probably going to be as obnoxious as they come. And one of those things too, where listen, Jerry started it right. Jerry bent himself a little a uh, little palace there, but Jerry always built it with the intention of Final Four. National right. chain, like it was Matches. always more than just yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. And I do think that's probably what they've got in mind there. Housing two teams. You're going to probably start seeing a lot of super other events that uh, are going to be there in, in that area. Cool. It, it should be crazy. Yeah, it yeah, should be absolutely I mean, that's, crazy. Because think about it. You're not building something like that for eight days a year, no. Joe. You know what I mean? Like that's, no. that's, that's not a good return on investment. So whether it's, High school no. state championships, whether it's huge concerts that happen, whether it's being in the Super Bowl rotation, the Final Four kind of stuff, these will be arenas that will house aren't like you see what J- the Jerry's World does, right? Yep. And and I so, think the one in Vegas and the one in LA will be similar. 
Yep. And uh, it's uh, interesting, too, over in uh, in Major League Baseball, more uh, fallout, uh, or uh, at least the next phase of the fallout from the cheating scandal uh, comes to light as the New York Mets hired themselves a um, a secretary as uh, Luis Rojas is the new manager. Who? Luis Rojas. That's right, Luis Rojas. Uh, if you don't know Luis Rojas, wh- where have you been? He was their quality control uh, guy in uh, in the building, quality control uh, coach. And now he is, um, yeah, now he's going to be the manager. Uh, so they actually literally walked in the hallway and said, hi, who are you? I'm Luis Rojas. What do you do? I'm quality control. Great. You're the manager. Uh, that's pretty much what the Mets did. And uh, I can guarantee you that Rojas uh, will be uh, on the phone with uh, Brody saying, who do I play? How do I play? What should I do? Uh, and that'll pretty much uh, be the extent of the managerial situation there. Uh, didn't we hear, like, wasn't Brody from the couch at his home calling uh, Mickey Calloway and being like, yep. uh, take him out, put him in? I, I imagine this is pretty much going to be the same. Probably. Probably. Yeah. You know, I will say this, Joe. Um, he has extensive minor league coaching experience, coaching in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, he has the pedigree. You know, he's Felipe Alou's kid, Moises Alou's brother. Yeah, right. He's not a uh, not a guy from Harvard that just fell out. But it, right. it, he's so, like quality you know, when control. we say quality control coach, like right. I want to give him a little bit more credit because he's been in the game a ton of time, has the pedigree, is a baseball guy. OK, so I don't want to I don't want to completely eviscerate or emasculate him. Right. But to your point. He was the quality control coach. It wasn't like he was in the first round of interviews where they were talking to everybody from Eduardo Perez to obviously Carlos Beltran. But if they had to respond, and we knew they would, I was saying that the the walls would close in too much. They had to make this move for PR, if for nothing else. Um, Like, where else were they going to go? Like, this is a... Uh, they weren't going to get someone that was going to, you know, move the needle and and be a personality all their own. Those guys are gone. So we'll see what happens. And you're right. At this point, it's just about running the damn, you know, pivot table on the Excel spreadsheet and plunk, yeah. and plunking in your lineup that way. And let's be yeah. real, though, Joe, this starting rotation won't be too hard to pencil in. Well, no, especially when the phone's ringing and Brody's telling you who to put in and pull it out. Sure. I, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, congratulations. Uh, it's the worst, another worst kept secret in Major League Baseball on how uh, uh, somehow or another Brody and uh, many other GMs aren't the ones who are really pulling yeah. the strings in these Brody's situations. Not alone, though, here. Yeah, no, he's definitely not alone there. But hey, listen, you got the manager's job. Uh, cool for you. It's. Uh, uh, of Let's course, see. along with that comes the ability for you also to be the number one fall guy if things go hard left. So it's a it's an amazing situation what it's come uh, what it's come to be. And then we learned, of course, that Major League Baseball players were given immunity uh, for cooperating. Uh, that story came out as well that, you know, uh, Altuve and the rest of them, uh, they were. Uh, they were told uh, by the higher ups that you listen, if you uh, if you're good, if you you just tell us on it, nothing will happen to you. Kind of like, uh, you know, what you hear when you go to the police station, right? Like, listen, yeah, just like be honest with me. Nothing yeah. happened. You'll be good to go. Well, the problem is, yeah, nothing happened from that level. But 
from a uh, fan level and from a perception level, uh, you guys are pretty much done. Like, I don't know what, uh, I don't know how you wash the stink off. If you're any of these guys, they can, they can scream and yell all you want, but you were given immunity for a reason. And then even then, Dan, I don't know that they got the full story. I really don't. Um, but congratulations. You yeah, got immunity. That's part of what I was saying, you know, last week, right, Joe? I was saying they accept, fine, Major League Baseball, but there's right. still teams that can make their decisions. There's still PR and the court of public opinion. And ultimately, that's what banged Beltran, right? The right. Mets were like, no, nah, we just can't have this cloud hanging over us. And I think that's going to be the case for a lot of these Astros as well. That's why I also thought the penalty was good because now what free agents want to sign with Houston and be associated with this, you know, in the short term? So, I, I mean, I think the stench that's around them is real it's funny too because um they were very specific in the in the report major league baseball uh to put in there that the astros front office did not inform the players of the leagues uh of the leagues warning them not to go ahead and steal so somehow or another um, they want it to be known that, listen, we're not holding the players accountable here because, you know, they we told the league. All, I, I, who are you guys kidding here? Will you? Yeah, Everybody knew to not to get caught. You, you don't think the players knew? Don't. That's why they smashed the member. They were all paranoid. Ooh, I think this guy from the White Sox. So what, what are you what are you paranoid for then? What, you, were you not doing do, do something yeah. wrong? Yeah. You didn't. You destroy the evidence you the that. same way Tom Brady destroyed his phone. Right, exactly. I mean, but, come on, people. Yep. Now the question is, what is the Red Sox? I, I can't wait to see this. We know the Astros. The Red Sox findings haven't come out yet, but you know it's coming, Dane. And you know, I gotta believe. While it's not exactly the same thing with them, there is going to be something there with the Red Sox and Alex Cora. To what extent? I can't wait to see what's going on here. It'll be a new thing. Like, it won't be an Apple Watch or a light or a, or right. a garbage can. It'll be something yeah. else. We're like, oh my God, really? Yeah. It was that. <laughs> I can't wait to see what it is. I no, can't wait I to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. All right, more on that. Plus, we'll take a look ahead. The night that is on the hard foot coming up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. So, A.B. back in the news uh, yesterday, and uh, I can tell you right now, it's going to happen in the next eight hours or so. He's going to uh, dominate the headlines once again as a uh, arrest warrant has been uh, issued for him after he um, reneged on a agreement uh, for a moving company to take his uh, belongings from California to his home here in uh, South Florida. And when the moving truck gets there, he refuses to pay, so the guy gets back in the truck and says, all right, screw you, we'll drive off with your stuff. He whips a rock at the truck, uh, smashes the truck. The guy gets out, he calls the, the cops. AB calls the moving company and agrees to, all right, have him come back. I'll pay you the $4,000. i will pay for the damages. The guy comes back. 
He gives them the $4,000. They start unloading the stuff, but he won't give them the money for now that, that was agreed upon for smashing the truck with a rock. And that's when all hell breaks loose. His trainer comes out. They try to f- stop the guy from leaving again. And uh, bottom line is cops get called. The trainer gets arrested. He was released last night. The cops kept saying, we want to talk to him about this involved. We want to get his side of the story. Uh, but he didn't talk to him. So what happens? They issue an arrest warrant. Uh, now what happens is he is not answering the door and he is not picking up the phone as he is holed up in that house in Hollywood. And I can tell you this, uh, the Hollywood police are, uh, they are done with AB's antics. So now an arrest warrant, uh, do not be surprised. CNN breaks in helicopters overhead as they bring in tank, the full force of that, uh, that police department. Uh, they are not going to screw around with him anymore. I can promise you that. But yes, he's not answering the door or the phone because apparently he thinks he can avoid this somehow, uh, Dane. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's not going to end well. And we, we talked oh. about it yesterday and it's playing out right before us. It really is. Like, I, my mind goes to horrible, horrible things, Joe. Horrible things. Like police-assisted suicide, blaze of glory kind of things, Joe. Exactly, because that's where it's heading. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. Like, that, aren't there, like, tons of indications of that's what's going to happen today, Joe? Yep, and they've been, to their credit, they have been giving him every opportunity. Yeah. They're going to stop knocking, and they're going to himself drive in his through. house to go out in a blaze it, of glory, Joe. It's... It's... It, I, it's crazy. I can't say anything else. I, yep. I don't know, Joe. It's coming, guys. Put you down like that, Joe.